My name is Vicky. I am a, uh, I'm a codependent. I'm an Al-Anon. I'm a chaos creator. Um, I have been in search. I have been on a path to emotional sobriety um, in a very intentional way for the last couple of years. Uh, and I really do believe that that is, um, has been an effective path for me. It's actually, this has worked for me. This has, this program um, has been uh, very effective. And uh, the title for my talk, um, the only thing that kept coming up uh, in my head was a song. And I'm so scared that if I say it, I'm going to sing it. Um, I, it's get out of the way. But I want to say, get out the way. But <laughs> just laughing. <laughs> get out of the way. There's a song. Anyway, uh, I digress. So I have had a very talky morning. Um, I have been talking, listening, and talking uh, for the last two hours, uh, three hours. Wow, since since John and I did our morning devotional video. And um, that's been a really great way for us to start our mornings. We, we don't do it every single day. We don't do it on weekends anymore. But we open a book and we read a reading and we talk about it together. And then those concepts like roll around in my head sometimes for days. Um, you know, somebody will say something to me about what we talked about this morning. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't remember that because I'm still thinking about Monday. And I'm pretty sure it was Monday that was get out of the middle, you know, and I realized, man, I loved to be in the middle. Like the middle was exactly where I was raised to be. I was raised in a household where I'm the oldest, I'm the oldest child and the oldest child gets a lot of responsibility. Um, and man, I loved being in the middle, like I want to tell everybody what to do. I want to tell everybody where they should be. I will um, uh, no longer remind John when he needs to put on his mask um, because he is a full-grown adult, um, actually, who can also read the signs and pay attention to the news and knows when um, he should be, could be. Um, is expected to be wearing a mask. And if he does not put on said mask, that is entirely up to John. When somebody else tells John that he should put on a mask, um, he complies. When I tell John that he needs to put on a mask, he tells me to mind my own business. Um, that's how that goes down. So I learned very quickly in the pandemic that um, John's masking or unmasking is not my responsibility which was just a, such a great example of how I could live my life um, that I don't actually need to run around telling other adults how they should be living, what they should be doing, how they could do better, what they, um, the byproduct of me working a program in an intentional way and seeking emotional sobriety um, through God's power, you know, it's God's power that brought emotional sobriety into my life. Um, the byproduct of that has been that I have a message that I can pass on that isn't me getting in the middle of somebody else's business. It's not me getting between somebody else and their relationship with God. Um, 
So just a brief description of what it looks like to not be emotionally sober. Um, if you consume alcohol, uh, you can have like a couple drinks. A normal person has a good drink or two drinks. Maybe they have three. If they if they do it pretty often, maybe they can have more than that. And it doesn't really like have a great effect on them. But after a little while, um, they could try their hardest to appear sober and they cannot appear sober. Like they're incapable. You know, they start to slur. Maybe they walk a little wobbly. Um, they can't just operate in life the way that they would if they were completely sober. And for me, that's my emotional, um, that's my emotional state. So I might not be aware, but things would build up in me inside. And then I would get to a place where I am completely incapable of pretending, hiding, controlling, managing my emotional state. My emotional state just take over. Um, and I didn't always know where that would go or what that would look like. Um, I often thought that I was doing a great job of presenting myself to the world, whether it be in my home or in public. I would think that I was sober. I would think that you you know, that my, what was happening inside me wasn't visible on the outside. But that was very mistaken. Um, I would say uh, we have this great exercise or uh, page in Life Lab that talks about emotional infants, emotional children, emotional adolescents, and then emotional adults and what that looks like. And um and I love, I actually really love that page. Um, and I, I really like to go through the, what it looks like to be an emotional adult. Um, an emotional adult can ask for what they need, want, or prefer clearly, directly, and honestly. They can recognize, manage, and take responsibility for their own faults and feelings. They can, even when under stress, state their own beliefs and values without becoming adversarial or defensive. Respect others without having to change them. Give other people room to make mistakes and not be perfect. And I always like to add, give themselves room to make mistakes and not be perfect. They can appreciate people for who they are, good, bad, and ugly, not for what they give back or get from them. They can accurately assess their own limits, strengths, and weaknesses and can freely discuss them with others. That's such a great word, freely discuss. Imagine freely being able to discuss my own limits, strengths, and weaknesses with other people. They are deeply in tune with their own emotional world and able to enter the feelings, needs, and concerns of others without losing themselves. And they have the capacity to resolve conflict, maturity, maturely, and negotiate solutions that consider the perspectives of others. Um, and so that's a really good checklist for me to look at to gauge where am I at? Because I, I feel like that checklist tells me like, if I'm getting in the middle, where am I at? Am I, you know, I mean, I could simplify it and say like, I got to mind my own business. But actually, that's not a minding my own business isn't actually a great way to live in the world either. Right? It's not a way to live in the world compassionately, and with kindness and with empathy and generosity and giving to others 
I actually want to live in the world um, where I can rub up against other people, um, share my gifts and my strengths and and be able to receive from others and and have this like interdependent um, relationship with the people around me. Uh, codependence codependent is a, a I find it's become a very common uh, terminology that's used in all kinds of circles now. All kinds of people are using it. We didn't hear a lot of it. I feel like before um, before John and I got into recovery, it, I don't think it was as widely used back then. Um, but not the opposite of codependency, but the healthy relationship that we would have with other human beings would actually be interdependent. You know where there's like give and take and it's, you know, there's, there's um, strengths that I bring to the table and there's strengths that others give to the table, bring to the table, but we're all, we're all emotional adults, you know, and if someone wants to, needs to bring something up with me, I'm not reacting in an adversarial or a defensive way. If someone else is going through something, if they are, um, you know, good, bad, or ugly, I can be around them. I can have interaction with them, but I'm not like, I'm not walking away in a worse off place because I've brushed up against somebody maybe who is having a really hard day. You know, that is, I'm responsible for my own emotional state. And so it really wasn't a simple thing uh, for somebody like me who thrived on chaos and really um, existed in in most of my life in circles of of drama and crisis and hardship. Um, it wasn't easy for someone like me to learn how to get out of the middle. Um, it wasn't easy for me to begin to crave and um, require stability and um, peace, I guess, would be uh, what I wanted in my life. It wasn't easy for me to get to that place. It actually took intentional um, consistency. It took it took many different things. You know, it's, it's not like this one and done of like, oh, I'm going to do this course and I'm going to learn all the things and off I go on my way. Um, we actually had people say that to us. 17 weeks, life love is really long. Do you think you could make it shorter? No, because it, whether it's life lab or whether you're doing something else, whether you're doing the 12 steps, whether you're doing AA, each of these programs is really teaching you a way of, of living. You know, we're trying to learn a way of living in the world that um, that we can maintain for the rest of our lives. And it's not a one and done. You know, I didn't just do it and then off I went on my merry little way. It's actually, I have to, and I use this analogy all the time. If you've ever heard me share before, I probably talked about plugging in my cell phone. I have to plug in my cell phone every single night. I actually have to plug in my cell phone mid-afternoon because it's old. And if I don't plug in my cell phone, it dies. What makes me think that I don't have to plug in to my source of peace and serenity on a regular basis? I, I actually need to do that more frequently than my cell phone. I actually have to plug in to God as my higher power. Um, 
literally first thing when I wake up in the morning, because I wake up full of self, uh, what we would call poor little old me syndrome. Um, and depending where I'm at, my poor little old me syndrome is either caused by um, external troubles, you know, so I'm carrying the weight of the world and, oh, this person has this problem and uh, how, how am I going to deal with that? And do I need to say something and should I call them and not call them? And I can put all of that away now. Um, and I just, I pray a prayer. I pray, Jesus, I give everyone and everything to you, God. I give everyone and everything to you. Because I've learned I wasn't designed to carry the weight of the world on my shoulders. I wasn't actually designed to figure out your problems for you. I wasn't actually designed to carry the weight of everything that comes across the news. I wasn't designed to carry um, the troubles of all the people in the community regardless of how much I love them and care about them. And so how do I be present for people, like available, interact and love and care without caring and being weighted? And that comes from me plugging in, from, from me constantly plugging in. And I had, a, I had an interesting awareness on um, the weekend. We had a traumatic um, experience actually which I saw so I'll tell you the story so we were at a hotel fire alarm goes off in the middle of the night some of you have heard this story already I apologize but the fire alarm goes off in the middle of the night and we're pretty good at ignoring stuff like that you know it's really probably not a big deal so we look out I look out the window it's two eight it's I don't know one I forget one something I look out the window and a couple of cop police cars come racing in. Oh, that's interesting. And then John's looking out the window and we had a button. You could actually turn the alarm off in your hotel room, but you could still hear it in the hallway. So we press the button, of course. And John's, <laughs> you know, you can't smell smoke. So like no big deal. So John's looking out the window and a whole bunch more police cars come racing in. And so he's like, hmm. Now, I'm not really sure if we felt like we should evacuate because we're being told to evacuate or if we were just curious about what was happening. Possibly we were just curious about what was happening outside. So we decided that we would evacuate. Um, so I got dressed, I grabbed a couple important things and out we went. And um, on the second floor, because we're on the fourth floor, so we go down the stairs and on the second floor, there's water in the hallway and so we open the door and we look and the hoses are strewn in the hallway. There's two hoses, there's water everywhere. Policemen come running through and say, did officers go this way? And we're like, no. And then there's a whole thing that happens on the hall. Of course, we're watching. We watch the thing happening down the hall. There's a guy on the ground, you know, just this whole thing. Woman leaves, we follow, we're, we go outside. A woman follows us out. Police officers follow her. We're kind of hovering, we're kind of listening. It lasted for quite a while. There's lots of, so somebody was taken out in handcuffs. It was, you know, and we spent some time listening. Here's what I realized. A whole scenario like that, there's something that would happen inside of me where actually like drama, chaos, like something would bubble up inside of me 
and I'm, and I would like, it's like I was feeding on it. It's like there was like a fire that would be kindled and I would just like get really worked up. And somehow, for some reason, it would be my own trauma or it would be like somebody else's crisis or trauma. And it would like feed this fire inside of me that would just like, you know, and I would get all worked up. And I, 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 when I was reflecting on what had happened, I most of what I reflected on wasn't about my external response, but it was about my internal response. Um, and I recognized that I felt different. Um, I never felt panicky. I, I didn't feel, um, like fearful or worked up or like, you know, and it's hard to describe why that would be different or why I didn't react that way before. Um, but it was just this awareness that there was a different feeling inside of me that something wasn't kindled, that there wasn't, um, this like, it was almost like a drama fire that gets like kindled and starts to burn. And I, I, I say it as it was a, you know, a reflection of gratitude of, I feel differently inside. Um, having been intentional for, you know, it's been like several, several, a couple of years now where I'm consistently trying, I'm consistently maintaining um, spiritual disciplines, spiritual practices. Um, I have prayers that I go to and, and it's, it's, you know, it's almost like, I guess it's almost like I, you know, I, I, I'm the, I'm the tree, I'm a tree in the forest that's like been watered. And so it actually doesn't get caught, catch on fire because of like embers that might spark over from somewhere else. Um, and there's certain, certain, like even, um, even gossip, you know, like, and, and I say gossip in like the most truest form someone can say something to me and tell me something and there is like nothing in me that needs to repeat that to anybody you know i don't i don't know there's nothing in me that needs to know detail um i often forget um who it was or this you know i'll i'll, I'll lose the pieces of the story because they aren't they aren't significant for me um and and that's a, another place of gratitude um that I'm just really grateful for, you know, it's like the things that are happening around me don't spark, you know, I, I've been watered. And so I don't catch fire, um, the way that I used to. And so I, I really feel grateful. Um, and, and the emotional, that emotional adult checklist that I, that I started off at the beginning, you know, I think I love taking people through life lab, um, and because I get to be reminded, you know, I look back at these things and I'm like, oh, um, hey, you know, little check mark there, little check mark there. Oh, ooh, you know, even um, I was meeting with someone <laughs> today and I was like, huh, okay, that's an area where I think I still, I still would like God to continue to work. Um, so, 
I think the point, because I left my notes at home, but I think the point that I wanted to make is that um, getting in the middle, getting in the middle of like of other people's business was was fueling a fire inside of me that actually was interfering with my relationship with God. Um, and, and because I am my, my, in, my main focus is my relationship with God, I feel like I'm better, maybe better able to be present, um, for, for others to be present for myself, but also to be present for others in a way that isn't about me, you know, that it's actually about them and about God. Um, so that is my prayer for each of us.